Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Normally being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now, imagine them getting even softer over time. I'm here to tell you about Bowl and Branch Sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowl and Branch Sheets get softer with every wash. They're made from the rarest organic cotton and designed to get softer over time. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee, plus 15% off your first order with code BUTTERY. So head to bollandbranch.com today. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. An Elio's original. I was born with a special gift. The ability to mentally transform any situation into the worst case scenario in my own brain. My therapist calls my gift catastrophizing. And that's why I'm uniquely qualified to scrutinize and analyze history's greatest disasters and find out who's to blame. They say history repeats itself. Not on my watch. My name is Rebecca Delgado-Smith. And I am The Alarmist. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in to The Alarmist, a comedy podcast where we talk about history's greatest tragedies and figure out who's to blame. Today we're discussing the kidnapping of Patty Hearst. Here's what you need to know. Big kidnapping on the West Coast. The victim is Patricia Hearst, the daughter of newspaper executive Randolph Hearst and a granddaughter of the legendary William Randolph Hearst. It was the morning of February 4th, 1974. Patricia Campbell Hearst, also known as Patty, was a 19-year-old college student who shared an apartment in Berkeley, California with her fiancé, Stephen Weed. At around 9 a.m., she heard a knock at the door and unfortunately answered it. To her surprise, a group of armed men and a woman burst in with guns drawn. They beat up her fiancé, threw her in the trunk of a car, and then simply drove away. Three days later, the captor sent a message to a Berkeley radio station and identified themselves as the Symbionese Liberation Army, or SLA for short. The SLA is the people's army and we fight in their interests. The SLA will never compromise. The group stated they were holding Patty as a prisoner of war. The SLA was already on the FBI's radar for the assassination of Marcus Foster, the first black superintendent of the Oakland Unified School District, and for attempting to instigate a guerrilla war against the U.S. government. But the question remained, why did they take Patty Hearst? Well, the SLA knew that Patty was from a very wealthy and powerful family and planned to hold her for ransom. 
the first SLA message included a photo of Patty and an announcement that said, all communications must be published in full in all newspapers and all other forms of the media. The kidnapping made front-page national news and instantly drew the interest of the American people. Audio tapes demanding money and food in exchange for her release were sent quickly after their first contact. Mom, Dad, I'm okay. I'm with a combat unit that's armed with automatic weapons. These people aren't just a bunch of nuts. They're perfectly willing to die for what they're doing. I just hope that you'll do what they say, Dad, and just do it quickly. Initially, the group also demanded two SLA group members who had been arrested in the 1973 killing of Foster be freed from prison. However, authorities did not comply. The SLA then demanded that the Hearst family give $70 worth of food and supplies to people in need from Santa Rosa to Los Angeles, an estimated worth of about $400 million. They claimed once that was done, they would begin negotiating the return of Patty. Hesitant but wanting to comply, Randolph Hearst gave away $2 million to meet the demands. Calling the move inadequate, the SLA asked for $6 million more, to which the Hearst family said they would donate once Patty was released. The SLA did not find this acceptable. Two months after her kidnapping, in April, the SLA released a new tape to the media. In this tape, Patty shockingly stated that she had joined the SLA's fight against the U.S. government. She also stated that she was against the capitalistic crimes of her family and firmly denounced them, and she announced her name was now Tanya. A photo accompanied the tape which showed Patty standing in front of the SLA flag holding a gun. I renounce my class privilege, and I would never choose to live the rest of my life surrounded by pigs like the Hearst. Shortly after, surveillance camera footage emerged showing Hearst participating in an armed robbery of Hibernia Bank in San Francisco. Two bank patrons were shot during the incident. On April 15th, my comrades and I expropriated $10,660.02 from the Sunset Branch of the Hibernia Bank. The only alternative to freedom is death. The only way we can free ourselves of this fascist dictatorship is by fighting, not with words, but with guns. I am a soldier in the People's Army. A week later, an FBI wanted poster was issued and a large-scale investigation was launched. Hearst and other SLA members, including William and Emily Harris, went into hiding and were on the run across the country, including parts of the East Coast. On May 16th, SLA members William and Emily Harris were tackled by a clerk after William was caught shoplifting at a sporting goods store. In an effort to free the Harrises, Patty, who was sitting alone in a getaway car, got out and unloaded 30 shots. Thankfully, no civilians on the street were hurt. They quickly ditched the van. However, a parking ticket would lead authorities to the main SLA hideout the next day. On May 17, 1974, the LAPD raided the SLA's secret headquarters and a massive shootout commenced, causing the building to go up in flames. This was all caught live on television. Six of the group's members were killed including the SLA leader, Donald DeFries. Meanwhile, Hearst and the Harris couple continued their crime spree. In her last bank robbery, Hearst was the getaway driver at a bank in Carmichael, California. During this robbery, a mother of four who arrived to make a deposit was shot and killed by Emily Harris. Hearst and the Harrises avoided capture until September 18, 1975, when they were found by San Francisco police and FBI agents. Arrest pictures show a handcuffed Hearst with a clenched fist in a sign of revolution with a defiant smile. During her booking, when she was asked for an occupation, she responded, Urban Gorilla. Death to the fascist insect that preys upon the life of the people. Fun Facts, a.k.a. Death Stats. Three SLA members kidnapped Patty on February 4, 1974. At the time, 
the group had a total of 11 to 12 reported members. In her autobiography, Patty Hearst, Her Own Story, Hearst says that she was locked in a closet for 57 days at the beginning of her kidnapping. The April 15, 1974 Hibernia bank heist netted more than $10,000 for the SLA. Two male bystanders who entered the bank during the April 15 robbery were shot. Before her capture, Patty was involved in two more bank robberies in the Sacramento area and the planting of bombs under police cars. The bombs were failed attempts. Patty was captured 19 months after her kidnapping. With us today, we have producer Clayton Early. Hello. Fact checker Crystal Dinsberg. Hello. And our very special guest is actor, comedian, and production designer Claire Burns. Hi, Claire. Oh, my goodness. Hello. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, Claire is the host of Clarifier Day with Claire Burns. And I was hoping, Claire, you could tell our listeners a little bit about your show. What a wonderful question. And thank you for having me today. <laughs> um, Clarify Your Day was born out of being a nosy neighbor. Mm. I just really, I don't understand what everyone's doing every day. <laughs> I don't you want to know. <laughs> yes, I want to know. I mean, it's when you're walking around, you see all these people not at their jobs. Mm. Now, yes, I'm not at a job either. But <laughs> it's still it's like, what do you do? How did you get there? What's happening? So it's, uh-huh. I love to find out what people do day to day from like their morning routine to how they wind down, but also their job in general and what they do. You'd be really nice. overwhelmed here in LA, I think. <laughs> There's a lot of people just wandering around. A lot of people wandering around. I know. I feel like um, I would have a limited number of guests. Yeah. There, I'd be like, I'm done. That's I'm over too many. it. I can't. Too many. Claire, now we, wa- we want to get nosy about you. I love and it. we want to know, Claire, what's something that's recently alarming you? What's something that's keeping you mm. up at night? Mm. You know, I'm continually fascinated by the amount of mucus a body can generate. Mm. And that is coming from, you know, peak allergy season and getting over a really annoying head and chest cold. So, wow. I feel you. Fascinating, right? My allergies kicked in a couple of weeks ago because we had so much rain here in California. I think we had like a super bloom and I couldn't. First of all, nostrils completely closed, but somehow Done. able to produce, like you said, an <laughs> absurd like, amount of... It continues over <laughs> and over and over. So yes, that's keeping me up, both literally and figuratively. <laughs> you got to think it's a, it's for a reason. Mm. T- TBD. I, I'm sh- I'm TBD. I'm sure an expert would be able to answer that question. I think it's Mother um, Earth being like, I'm still in charge. Excuse me. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> now, I'm trying to find a good transition into Patty. Now, Claire, <laughs> Claire, That's a tough one. Mm-hmm. Claire, you actually, I, I, you, as a nosy neighbor, I feel like Thank you. you, you know a lot about uh, this kidnapping mm-hmm. that we that we just researched. It, it's it's fascinating, and and maybe you can help me. I kind of wanted to talk about a little bit of her background you know yes she is the third of five daughters of uh randolph e hurst mm-hmm. who is the son of the senior hurst the big wig yeah the big wig the big hurst yeah, yeah, yeah. and the crazy pa- the crazy cuckoo yes yeah. and 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 patty you know went to private schools all around california and she was a student at university of uh, at berkeley and it was in 19 uh, around 1974 she's engaged to her fiance stephen weed and he was a professor by the way and like yes years what, older yeah a little she's 19 at this age and he's like in his mid 20s yeah. yeah she apparently pursued him like crazy but Apparently, apparently, apparently. <laughs> that's what they say. Oh, she pursued me. Oh, it was all her <laughs> at 16. Apparently, she started pursuing. Wow, which of course the 16 year old's going to pursue, they don't know any better, right? I, I read a little bit, you know, uh, about him, and it, 
something that stuck with me and and look he was he the 70s were a time of 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 people kind of expanding themselves and 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 getting out of the just the rigid ways you know the The time for everything (laughs) (laughs) throw it all in the pot (laughs) i think that she you know he was a philosophy major i believe Uh and he um she was probably uh, you know intrigued by him but something that stuck with me is that during the abduction when they come into the the uh apartment to take her away she kind of like essentially they hit him and he runs away perhaps this is alleged but he does leave her alone (laughs) well right so i have I've done a deep dive. You know okay. I have. Okay. You know okay. I have. So hearing him tell the story, there is a limited series that CNN did. Okay. And I can't remember the hello, the name of it, but something Patty Hearst, you get it. Um, and they interview him. And honestly, it doesn't do him any favors. I'm like, God, he's annoying. But he apparently, I mean, he's quite the victim. He has been, you know, he's, hit over the head with a gun and he's i guess they call that pistol whipped or whatever Mm. and then he's like he's got blood he's got whatever and then he's trying to distract supposedly Uh so he starts like screaming and getting up and running to give Mm. her time to go but (laughs) so he leaves questionable (laughs) misinterpreted i guess (laughs) everything is questionable yeah um so he leaves in order to help her essentially is what he said right i think he's still on the property okay but he just doesn't have any control of what's happening you Mm. know what he's just kind of gotcha gotcha so she's in a a relationship that's you know he doesn't sound awesome Mm -mm. (laughs) Mm -mm. she's also 19 so she's 19 she's probably like this is the rest of my life am i sure yeah exactly yeah and then this happens yeah and then her whole life is kind of like turned upside down. And why don't we start by putting the SLA up on the board? Absolutely. Um, This is from CNN. In her autobiography, Patty Hearst, her own story, Hearst said that she was subjected to radical rantings, abuse, and rape. Blindfolded, gagged, tied up, Patty Hearst said her confinement was part of the group's brainwashing strategy. They deliberate, they debilitate you by locking you up, she explained to Larry King in 1988. You're deprived of sight, light, sleep, and food. You depend on them for all information. And the dread is just the constant threat that you'll be killed if you don't cooperate. Eventually, Hearst said that she was given an option. She could become part of the SLA or be killed. She agreed to join and was christened with a new name, Tanya. A taped communique, one of the several messages sent to the media, announced that Hearst had taken up the SLA's cause. She said later that the SLA scripted these recordings and forced her to read them. I have been given the choice of one, being released in a safe area, or two, joining the forces of the Symbionese Liberation Army and fighting for my freedom and the freedom of all oppressed people. I have chosen to stay and fight, she said in a tape that stunned friends and family and raised speculation of coercion. As news of the holdup spread, she said in her autobiography, I sensed that I had in fact crossed over some sharp line of demarcation. For me, suddenly it became plain. There was no turning back. So I mean, I, I mean the, 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 the situation that she was put in is... Unheard, you know, uh, terrible. She was locked Absolutely. in a, cl- a tiny closet. She was, um, she spent days and, 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 uh, you know, she, she had no idea if she was going to be killed. Mm-hmm. There was very little information. I, I'm sure the, the trauma that I, unimaginable yeah. that comes out of this, right? And then her decision to stay with the group. And actually partake in some of the the bank robberies and the, um, you know, d- d- all of the, you know, fighting behind the scenes. Right. During that first bank robbery, when the two people are shot, mm-hmm. uh-huh. I'm sure there was a moment where she's like, oh, wow, I've gone too far. Can I come back? Maybe. Right. 
I could see too, like in a situation like that, after all that abuse and like the mental trauma, uh, maybe it's like strategic to join the cause if you're given that option. But, right. um, and then you think maybe, like you said, Rebecca, you're that first shoot, uh, first bank robbery and people are killed and you're part of it. Like, I wonder if there's a, your moment like, well, this is my chance to get out. Like, I've just been waiting for this moment where I have right. my own gun or whatever, like to, to run, but. Or maybe also, just the fear gripped her, you know, I don't know. But also, what is her reality anymore? Right, right. Just a little background on this group and what their cause was. So this is from Encyclopedia Britannica.com. <laughs> they were a small group. Uh, Symbionese Liberation Army was a small group of multiracial militant revolutionaries based in California during the 70s, and owes nearly all its notoriety to the kidnapping and su subsequent indoctrination of Patty Hearst. Uh, they were founded in Berkeley in 1973 by Donald DeFries, known to the group as General Field Marshal, Marshal Sinke Mutme, Matume. I think is what it is. The, the group mm -hmm. lived much of its short life in the media spotlight, um, and was one of the more infamous revolutionary groups of the era, though one of the least respected politically. So they, they were, were a hot mess. Big time. Yeah. They had, um, before the kidnapping, they had assassinated mm -hmm. one of the, uh, I believe it was the first black superintendent of Oakland of the, for the school district. Yeah. And, they thought that that was going to kind of put them on the map, make them, uh, you know, have other left, you know, extremist groups mm -hmm. kind of respect them. But it was actually the opposite. Yeah. Why was that? Why was he their target? Do we? Apparently he he was he. He was promoting more policing in schools. Mm. So he was trying to control the children versus protecting. I see. And I think I that see. that's what, if I'm remembering correctly. Yeah, I'm seeing here that Foster, his name was Marcus Foster, mm -hmm. and he was working to improve education in Oakland, but because they understood his plan to include mandatory ID cards, the mm. SLA targeted him as a fascist. Foster had initially been in favor of the ID system, but later withdrew his support. Hmm. So this alienated the SLA from other revolutionary leftist groups mm -hmm. um, at the time. And they were like, apparently, you know, whether they, they knew about Patty Hearst just from being a rich person or she had been engaged during the time and perhaps... Uh, there had been uh, photos, like announcements of her engagement. Mm. Right. That's what apparently I think that that's how they knew she was there and she was an option. Because I think the the origins of that group, it was a, a student outreach to the prison system. So there were a bunch of white kids from Berkeley who went into the prison system. And then Donald DeFries when he escaped, because apparently it was very easy to escape, he like got a job that was outside of the <laughs> outside of the confines just and then just escaped like walked prison. away. Yeah, apparently. Yeah. Okay. Um, Different times. And, yeah. And then he um he went to these kids' apartments. Like he had become friendly with them. Mm. So the name of that of SLA came from the symbiosis of students and prisoners. That was the whole Interesting. basis of it. Interesting. Yeah. So now, it was, yeah. Should we put, um, I just, was, I can't help but think about this idea of them seeing like a wedding announcement of like a wealthy That's young a, woman. Yeah. So uh -huh. should we put like, it could be the wedding announcement or even just like, well, like them seeing like the announcement of a very wealth person. So like, do we just put like yeah. extreme wealth on the board and them being a, yeah. cause like if yeah. she wasn't so wealthy, they probably would have targeted Patty Hearst. Or like gonna... the reach of media, like media outreach, because it's really sure. what they played on mm -hmm. the entire time. Mm -hmm. I'm going to see your extreme wealth and sure. raise it to capitalism. Oh, oh boy. Clayton loves it. Clayton There's loves always it. room on the board. 
You know what this makes me think of is on on social media, and now now I'm just catastrophizing. But you know how people on social media um, uh, will post like uh, you know on a yacht, you know uh, (laughs) whatever. Um, We never think about how that could be used against. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well, they. I mean, it's in real time. People post about being vacation, so then they get their house broken into because they are sickening to the world that they're not home. <laughs> like it's right. pretty like cut and dry sometimes. <laughs> I guess where I am, yeah. not at home. Yeah, and not we're home. not victim blaming. We're not saying no. that gives that gives them the you know the right or like just because she put up a, a an engagement uh, you know announcement right. doesn't mean that it's like okay, well now kidnap me. Right. Like, that's okay. <laughs> but it is something to think about. Like you're making yourself vulnerable in yeah. some ways um well wh- why don't we put patty hurst up on the sure. board let's, put, let's throw her up there yeah <laughs> let's just discuss but i mean she she has chosen to not live as her grandfather like a hermit right so it's very tricky i mean do we blame grandpa hurst you know it's just it's the, the epigenetics Yes. The Hearst okay. lineage. Should yes. I put I that like on the that. board? Okay. Yeah, put that up on the board. <laughs> exactly. This is from Patty's Got a Gun, Patricia Hearst in 1970s America, an article by William Grabner. One Patty stood to inherit a portion of the Hearst millions, rode her Arabian horse on the family's 86,000 acre estate at San Simeon, swam at the Burlingham Country Club, attended boarding schools, and had been raised by nannies in a 22-room house. Another Patty, the ordinary Patty, lived a simple life. As events unfolded, a series of new Patty Hearst surfaced, defined by things Patty did and said, and increasingly by what people wanted her to do and to be. This is from Historic Mysteries. 59 days after she was kidnapped, Hearst is heard to say, quote, I have been given the choice of being released or joining the forces of the Symbionese Liberation Army and fighting for my freedom and the freedom of all repressed people. I've chosen to stay and fight. In the tape, Hearst mentioned that her new name was Tanya. Tanya was the alias of a woman who fought alongside Che Guevara in the Cuban Revolution. On April 15, 1974, just 12 days after the announcement that Hearst joined the SLA, the SLA with Hearst robbed a bank in the Sunset District of San Francisco. On security tapes, she is seen holding a sizable semi-automatic rifle popular in uh, World War II at the bank's hostages. FBI agents released a statement that the other SLA members had guns pointing at Hearst throughout the robbery, but a cropped version of that scene wasn't shown in a later trial. The robbers managed to escape without capture. A few weeks later, Hearst was waiting in a van while two other SLA members went to buy slash steal ammo from a store. When the clerk chased the two out of the store and started fighting, all hell broke loose. From the open van window, Hearst began shooting at the store, firing 15 times before driving off with the other two members. I mean, to me, what's um, I'm really curious to know about, and maybe you know, you can clarify this on your podcast, Claire. <gasps> Thank you so much, Claire, by your name. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. it is, um, I'm really intrigued by this idea of like how much she was rebelling against her own upbringing versus how much yeah, she was thing. brainwashed. Yeah. Like, what? Where does? Yeah. Where is that line? Well, I think yeah. it's interesting because supposedly during this, so once they kind of allowed her out of the closet and the torture <laughs> stopped, I guess they started to befriend her a little bit more. And they were showing her news coverage of these negotiations because they obviously yes. were sending letters to her yep. father and he was publicly saying these things. So there was a point where they were asking for, I think they were like, give every person in need in California, $70. And it was like, what? (laughs) So they were like, no, can't do that. And so then they were trying to negotiate. And I think her seeing this, and then I'm sure they were adding commentary of like, wow, your life isn't worth that or whatever the case may be. And then she had apparently a lot of issues with her mother, and her mother mm-hmm. was being very performative. And so I know you know the I, family dynamic is interesting. Absolutely. So then there's yeah. this whole I yeah I feel like it's like an elite privilege wanting to 
rebel. Right. So how much is it right? actually her championing SLA's cause versus rebelling against her parents Absolutely. who she felt like weren't going to pay enough to get her back or were not right. or use it as like their own? Like, I'll show you. Right. Yes. So this is, uh, perhaps we can call it her misguided youth or just yeah. her upbringing. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, this is uh, from PBS. Uh, it's possible that Hearst repudiated her upbringing to flirt with radical terrorism. Mm. Patty Hearst criticized her parents in a fourth recorded tape saying, quote, I don't believe that you're doing anything at all. Her parents were convinced that she was being brainwashed. But Patty would later say, I felt my parents were debating how much I was worth. Mm -hmm. It was a horrible feeling that my parents could think of me in terms of dollars and cents. Inside the safe house, the SLA began Patty's re-education, like Claire said. Mm -hmm. uh, Hearst was charged was charged as a material witness, but in, in a six-recorded tape, Patty offered evidence of her full participation, stating that at no time did her comrades have a gun pointed at her. She referred to her family as the Pig Hursts mm -hmm. and to Stephen Weed, her fiancé, as an ageist, sexist pig. Yeah. Okay, so maybe, yeah, maybe, yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay, she said the so idea of her that. being brainwashed was ridiculous. This is uh, JSTOR in her paper, Not Anyone's Daughter, Patty Hearst in uh, the Postmodern Legal Subject. Nancy Eisenberg mentions Shana Alexander's published account during the Patty Hearst trial titled Anyone's Daughter. Hearst's rejection of her birthright, her radical break from upper class mo uh, morals, uh, her confused identity and multiple personalities as Patty, Tanya, Pearl, and finally Pat during the trial, told the story of a repressed rage and desire ostensibly presented in all young women who collectively felt trapped within the social expectations of normal white female adolescence. Social is, expectations. Yeah. Yes. Yes. This feels very 1970s too. Very much yeah. so. Like all this psychology, like stuff coming out, just like yes. the, the rebellion. Like we get this. Mm -hmm. Which, yeah. in fact, and not to jump ahead, but just to also add to that, yes. apparently this was one of the first criminal cases where the brainwashing was mm. used in her defense. It was one of the very first. So very much on that, like, 70s, we're figuring out the psychology of people. Yeah, and, and maybe we do talk about the brainwashing because it was a, possibly a real thing. Yeah. This case is really what puts the uh, Stockholm syndrome yeah. kind of up on, the, mm -hmm. on mm -hmm. the map. Should we throw that up there now and talk about I it? I think or? so. Okay. Yeah. I feel yes. Now, this is from a Time article, and we'll stop and go here. But Hearst's trial focused in large part on whether she would, have, would be held accountable for collaborating with the SLA or whether she had been brainwashed by the group. Although Hearst had earlier called the latter suggestion ridiculous to the point of be uh, being beyond belief, her defense team argued that denial was a symptom in itself. Defense psychologists, uh, psychologists testified that her time in captivity had cost her roughly 20 IQ points and left her with a childlike level of functioning, low wow. self-esteem, and shattered pride. Such a specific number. Yeah. Right? I guess, did she just have a test before she went in? Like, what happened? Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess that was, uh, does everyone have their IQ uh, tested? I mean, I have a you can. laminated card. <laughs> she carries it around. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't recall I don't. Yeah. being tested but it's uh, it's possible that at that time maybe in the sure. i guess it would have been in the 60s that was a popular thing to do i mean it's at a good Berkeley. defense if you're her yeah. defense so i was like okay sure. yeah let's push that i mean i can see how the trauma and again being held would i don't know about lowering your iq but at least give you this low self-esteem this like sure. again a base of reality has completely mm -hmm, changed mm -hmm. yes now, while the jury convicted her, uh, that the jury that convicted her didn't buy the brainwashing theory. Many, many Americans did and considered her seven year prison sentence later commuted 
by two presidents, uh, an injustice. She became widely seen as a victim of Stockholm Syndrome, a term coined only two years prior to her arrest when four Swedish bank workers were held hostage for six days and came to side with their captors. Mm -hmm. So I think it's interesting that the Stockholm Syndrome is based on this other event that happened right. in Sweden, but we really connect it with Patty Hearst. With her, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. That's well, because we have to wait for an American example. Yeah, we don't learn oh. things. <laughs> we don't learn from other countries. Please, we don't buy American, but we get we- our example. Exactly. <laughs> Everything else. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Um, So, okay, I'll read on. Just as some were reluctant to believe Patty Hearst uh, had been brainwashed, not everyone agrees that Stockholm Syndrome is real. There are no standard criteria by which to identify the the disorder. It isn't included in psychiatry's main diagnostic manual, and critics insist it's largely a figment of the media's imagination. Hmm. While many psychologists can explain why it might happen, and crisis negotiators even encourage it to some extent... Weird. Since it gives captives a better chance of surviving, Stockholm Syndrome seems to be more the exception than the rule among kidnapping victims. A 2007 FBI report uh, per time found that 73% of captives display no affection for their abductors. I feel like that is so circumstantial. Right. Depending on how long and like what happened. Who's the person being kidnapped? What is their circumstances and backgrounds? I mean, this is so so many factors. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think what's interesting too about this specific scenario, just trying to think like compare it to like, I mean, I don't know a lot of notable kidnappings, but you don't often hear about like kidnappings of wealthy people by extremist political groups, you know, like it's could be by like unknown individuals or some kind of foreign, whatever. And it's usually just about the money. Um, But this, this group had kind of already made a name for itself and they Mm -hmm. already were kind of known to be a mess as we just said, right. So you got to imagine being on the other side of the negotiations, being the hearse themselves, being like, right, who are we dealing with? Like, this group is all over the place. There are a bunch of like young kids who are like, yeah, you know, they're it's like amateur hour, right? Like, how much do you trust them? Like, that I, I'm not like coming to the hearse defense and anything, but I'm just saying it's a yeah. you got to think there was a lot of voices in the room talking to these very wealthy people about what they recommended, absolutely. Right. Like, what's absolutely. a modern day equivalent? Like, imagine if like the three percenters or like the, the, right. the, I don't know, like some kind of crazy MAGA group was like, we're taking these people hostage because we feel like the election was stolen. So, Hey, wealthy you American. You not too far off from what yeah. could happen. Yeah. That's for sure. Right. A part of, a part yeah. of me is also the, like the more amateur, the, the scarier too. Absolutely. They're not playing by any rules. Yes. by Any, uh, they just seemed unpredictable. They they didn't have a plan. They didn't have a plan. Mm-mm. And they you know, were the, angry. And so angry. So angry. So then do we blame, I mean, do we go back to like some of like America's in, you know, inequality that felt that per, yes. what's the word I'm looking for, inspired the SLA to form? Yeah, I was going to say privilege because honestly, yes. when um, I was doing the fact checking and research, there was so much about her privilege that if this was somebody yeah. else, she would not have gotten excommunicated. Like, well, the the sentence wouldn't have, you know, yes, basically been no, overturned. Yeah. Like, absolutely, yeah, privilege has to be on that board for sure. Absolutely, privilege. Let's and, put it. But up. I think that there's also talking about the SLA. It was, I mean, the 70s, again, we're diving into psychology, but also there was so much anger because yeah. of the Vietnam War. Yes. Right? So then do we blame Johnson? You know what I mean? Like, it's, Right. Maybe we blame the, like, yeah, our like social. The state of America at that time. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> the state right. of America. We can blame the 70s. We've, Let's you know, we've blamed the 60s before. So. The state of 70s America. I'm going to yeah. put on the board. Absolutely. There was a lot of, and apparently at that time, there were just, I mean, the, uh, the protest 
DeJour was bombing. Like there were yeah. so many bombings, so many, like everyone, the agitation was very palpable. It's it, it it really feels like a, a very tumultuous time. And yeah. I, I wonder, you know, you always wonder like how the the period, the decades you live through will mm-hmm. be looked at later in history. Mm-hmm. I wonder if the 2000s, if the the, the 20, you know, if the 2020s will be. Aye, aye, aye. Oh, gosh. Oof. This will be oh. on the board for sure with everything that happens. <laughs> this the re- period. Yeah, I feel like I would love to live to like 200 years old to ju- for this Absolutely reason. Absolutely not. Absolutely. <laughs> not. If the medical technology is right, yeah. I'm not like yeah. a falling apart bag of bones. Sure. <laughs> Uh, well, I, if I, I could you. still, you know, no, I absolutely not. I've already said, like, if zombies start to come in or if there's some sort of turmoil, take me first. I'm okay. out. You I'm totally, You're good. I'm not you had a good run. <laughs> Listen, I would for sure go into the bank with a gun. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm nope. ready to do not kidnap Claire <laughs> Burns. Exactly. <laughs> I will be your weakest. Yeah, I'm not good. <laughs> Not good. Um, so we have a lot of good stuff on the board here. Yes. Is there anything else we want to add before we start knocking things off? It's so interesting because it's just, I mean, I guess there is no hard or fast, like she fully was Stockholm syndrome or she fully just made the choice, right? I, it has, it's a weird blend of the two. So it's yeah. hard to, It's like the blame. It's very, it's an interesting, I mean, obviously we're all still fascinated by it today because there is no clear answer. And I I feel like, yeah, go on, Crystal. I think too, it's really interesting because two people died in the robbery that she is known for, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I'm using air quotes. I think they were just Uh, shot, right? Yeah, two people were shot. Two people were shot. shot. Thank you. Yes. One woman died later, but yeah. Yeah. And and then some, well, that actually goes to the point. Exactly. Somebody died later Mm -hmm. after the rest of the SLA had already been, you know, blown up. Blown up. Yeah. There is then this incident where a woman is making a church wasn't she making a church donation yeah well she was she was like responsible for the books and so she was taking the like sunday gifts yeah and then emily harris kills her in that that you know while patty is there participating in that robbery yeah it's like it just baffles me that she that the power that is given to the wealth and the mm-hmm. privilege of we're just going to go ahead and pardon you and we're going to do this and that while people are still in prison today oh, it, yeah. for participation I, yeah. of something that lost people lost their lives. Like I just, yeah, yeah. I, th- I, th- I think we can then put, I was thinking the same thing, something to do with just like the, uh, like wealth inequality or like the influence of wealth, something along those uh-huh. lines that, that then leads to like, the privilege that certain people have. I think when it that comes there's to- also uh, to tie into that. Going back to the very origins of SLA, I th- Donald DeFreeze when he came out, I think the way that he was able to create this uh, this messed up organization that like could not get it together was truly out of white guilt. Mm. right because it was these wealthy kids from berkeley these white kids who were just like angry and whatever and so donald defreeze was able to do that and like i think that's really interesting claire i think that there is some sort of white guilt that perhaps you know that 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 is what pushed not just the sla but perhaps Mm -hmm. patty hearst yeah right to such extremes because it was just uh it was that time it was in yeah. what what people were consuming what people were talking about what people were learning it was a radical time yeah. of of change and I, I it's possible that it's like misguided right clearly obviously yeah. well the injustices were becoming more known yeah, and the that solution that they the solutions saw was were not unknown. Good. Yeah, yeah no, not no, good. No, no, not no, good. No, no. Their path was uh, yeah, the radical yeah. path. Right. Um, I was also thinking we could put nepotism up on the board. Wow, I don't hate it. I don't hate it at all. <laughs> no. I mean, 
you just nepo uh, baby number one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nep- nepotism is such a weird thing because, like, you can't control it, right? If you're just born, you can't control who you're right. born to, right? Yeah. Um. And then if you have it, why wouldn't you use it? That feels weird too. Like if if you are right the the child, you know, if if you're given this privilege to not use it feels weird too. Mm-hmm. Well, and there's ways you could use it, but who knows how much you're being controlled with how you can use the right. yeah. wealth that you're born into. You know, it's very nuanced. It's so nuanced, but it's we'll put it up so. on the board. Yeah, it's just- up there. <laughs> just for shits and giggles. Um, okay. I feel like we have a good, good, good amount here. Uh, yeah. Let's take a quick break and then we'll start knocking things off the board. Normally being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Finding your perfect home was hard, but thanks to Burrow, Furnishing it has never been easier. Burrow's easy-to-assemble modular sofas and sectionals are made from premium, durable materials, including stain and scratch-resistant fabrics. So they're not just comfortable and stylish, they're built to last. Plus, every single Burrow order ships free right to your door. Right now, get 15% off your first order at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's 15% off at burrow.com slash ACAST. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now, imagine them getting even softer over time. I'm here to tell you about Bowl & Branch Sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowl & Branch Sheets get softer with every wash. They're made from the rarest organic cotton and designed to get softer over time. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee, plus 15% off your first order with code BUTTERY. So head to bollandbranch.com today. Exclusions apply. See site for details. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Oh, right. Who is to blame for the Patty Hearst kidnapping? Mm. The SLA, capitalism, the influence of media, Patty Hearst, the Hearst lineage, misguided youth or her unique upbringing, social expectations, Stockholm syndrome, privilege, the state of 1970s America, the influence of wealth, white guilt or nepotism hmm i Good mean board. that's a that's a hefty list it's <laughs> <laughs> a lot of big things up there big Large concepts, concepts. <laughs> yeah exactly i i think we can start folding in a few For sure. of these things into each other like nepotism can fold into privilege right yes. absolutely i agree Listen, you know, I came in hot with the idea of capitalism, and I'm going to stick with that because I feel like (laughs) so much of it's like the influence of media, the, you know, social expectations, the state of it's like so many things. But listen, that's how it's a hot topic. It's a hot 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 topic. It was what the SLA stated that they were fighting against. Exactly. True. Exactly. (laughs) Um, True. The influence of media, I'm realizing, is a, a double whammy 
in that, I mean, Hearst is a media company. Absolutely. Right. Listen, that's I kind of that like that. It's impressive. You know, that's why they pay you the big bucks. To make <laughs> well, I, didn't, I didn't come up with it. I think you did. <laughs> to make that connection, Rebecca, that was, <laughs> that was I, just saying. So that one holds a special place on the board until it we does. leave. Yeah, it let's does. Let's keep that there. But for sure. our job right now is to knock Excitement. things off. So oh, we're right, doing sorry. the opposite thing. Um, <laughs> so perhaps the Hearst lineage mm. can fold into you know, Patty Hearst herself and right. nepotism. It's going and into nepotism. the, yeah. yeah. And privilege. Yeah. And privilege. All of that's together. I think misguided youth or mm-hmm. like her unique upbringing, it just seems a little too broad to me. I mean, they all are misguided youth. All Every right. member of the SLA, like everyone is a little bit. Another impressive connection. <laughs> we were saying <laughs> about Patty, but it's really it's true. SLA too. Wow. So wow. it, that kind of folds into the state of the 1970s America. I agree. Because, like, you know, part of me, like, you hear about they're, they're all over the place. But, like, some of the things about, like, equality, like, who's going to argue with that? But, yeah. you know, the way that they're going about it was not the correct yeah. way. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Now, okay. Influence of wealth. That goes into privilege as well. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And capitalism. And capitalism. Of course, of course. Yeah. Social expectations. That and that was more is, about her, right? Like her rebellion yeah, against her own. Yeah, that folds into Patty. Yeah. Yes. That's more and than her own it. family. Yeah. What about Stockholm Syndrome? That's its own animal, I feel. Right? I, mean, I feel like we, we should leave that up. Well, here's my I, thing with Stockholm Syndrome. Or, or I guess, like, let me, let me just clarify. Are we mm-hmm. deciding who's to blame specifically for the kidnapping or are you know like is it excellent question is it like what it went down nothing. during the hit ki- kidnapping do you know what i mean like what's That's more what, what are we circling in on defense for the case in the end not for the kidnapping yeah. itself mm-hmm. what do you think I, I wonder what what should we be crit- i mean the kidnapping itself is maybe we can <laughs> i mean because that's pretty literal i guess right like we can, yeah it's pretty clear who to blame but but, but like, I guess what went down like afterward, this, it's Patty Hearst's uh, journey. It's like the circumstances <laughs> that created this situation. Yes. Right. Uh, yes. Like the possibilities and everything. The Stockholm exactly. effect, the Stockholm syndrome was more of an outcome or an act well, within it. Right. I, or a, I guess you could blame Stockholm syndrome for the entire situation. Well, not the entire, obviously not not for the actual kidnapping, but for just her shift is. Yeah. Which is what makes this case so interesting. Right. So that, that, that she, I, I, I don't know. I still, I still kind of feel like it's re it's even though we're talking about like the 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 whole of it, it, I, I guess I'm more thinking like, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a side effect of what's going on. Everything that was happening that allowed for them to go after her specifically and for her to then act the way that she did during the kidnapping. I mean, the rest essentially support an environment for Stockholm syndrome to take place. Correct. Interesting. Okay. So let's, let's keep Stockholm syndrome, but I I think we can take white guilt off and fold that into the SLA. Yeah, privilege. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which kind of leaves us with seven good ones here. The SLA, capitalism, the influence of media, Patty Hearst, Stockholm syndrome, privilege, and the state of 1970s America. Reading it, I, I feel like I do want to take off the influence of media. Okay. Because <laughs> I think that's... Uh, I feel like that could fall Yeah. Under- so many things. Really. Yes, yeah. that can fold into several things. Yeah. Hmm. Here's what I'm thinking, and it's going to be hard to change my mind about this. Uh oh. <laughs> is that a threat? She's or a throwing. <laughs> she's putting down a boundary right now. Don't, <laughs> Watch out! Don't cross it. Uh, <laughs> I think we absolutely need to send the SLA to the alarmist jail. Okay. Um, uh, no. and okay. I think we slap 
privilege. Interesting. Interesting. I'm I'm more s- certain about the SLA than I am about what we slap. Sure. Honestly, no, mm-hmm. I don't disagree. I don't disagree with that. I mean, it's I don't good feel to be good specific. slapping Patty Hearst. I don't either. At the end of the day, I think she's a, a, a victim. She was not. She didn't want. She wasn't asking to be kidnapped. She didn't. You right. Know, that the just doesn't is, feel right. Right. The question is, had she not been kidnapped, would she have been radicalized? Would she have been radicalized, or would she have done so, so many extreme things? And who's to know? We don't. Know. She might have still rebelled but against her family in other in ways. A different way. Yeah, you know? exactly. And that also feels like a bit of like she is a victim there too. She's born into this wealthy family. Yeah, There's expectations. Like... The kidnapping exacerbated that and she was fed some kind of, you know, propaganda stuff. Like you do Absolutely. feel bad. She should have served. I do feel like she did like shoot at Agreed. people and put people in danger and you should be served time like there you should be responsible should for been, that. Yes, her punishment should have been greater. And it seems but, like the the pardoning by multiple presidents, I do, do think, speaks to some amount of like white privilege yeah, and exactly. wealth privilege in yes. America. Yeah, but she was. Both things can be true, right? right. Yeah, I will say, you know, when it, it, you know, I, I'm still thinking about nepotism and just what a complicated idea it is. I think at the end of the day, when with what what is the saying with privilege comes great responsibility great, great privilege <laughs> yeah yeah great responsibility and it is what you end up doing with that privilege was this the right way to go right probably not you know but maybe it was like her way of surviving a traumatic psychological yeah. experience yeah. it's complicated yeah it's very complicated so what do we think here what are we going to slap you know where my vote is capitalism you want to slap yes. capitalism yeah. Yes, 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 yes. You can fold privilege in the ni- state of 1970 Mar- America. Yeah. Just the greed and the, the the whole, I mean, SLA had a very weak platform, except for just, you know, get rid of capitalism. But all of that is coming out of capitalism. Mm. If there, there wouldn't be the socioeconomic disparities, there wouldn't be this like drive for money, there wouldn't be this. Ang- I mean, the SLA most likely wouldn't exist without it. Right. Mm. What okay. they viewed as like a, yeah, crony capitalism. I, mm-hmm. I've been, I've been swayed. I've been swayed. Wow. <laughs> wow. Okay. What an honor. You know, it's like. <laughs> we just did an episode what? on capitalism and you don't have That's to, right. you know, like yeah. the, the capitalism gets slapped and thrown in a jail lot. a lot. That's and right. Yeah. That's right. Fair That's enough. right. But. It's almost <laughs> well to a point where it's like at some point you have to just take it out of the running. Yeah, you know? I know. Because it's like, it really is. <laughs> but we're really <laughs> hot on capitalism everything. these days. <laughs> <I so. know. laughs> it's, it's a hot topic item. Indeed. I mean, it really is. All right. I'm going to call it. Capitalism, okay. you're getting the big slap. Mm-hmm. The SLA, you're going to the alarmist jail. For sure. For sure. For Snaps sure. It's all around. I think that's you know, very good. And the style of 70s be poetry snaps. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Oh. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. When your skin feels nourished and glows, you radiate confidence. Osea makes giving your skin a glow up easy with their clean, clinically proven Mega Moisture Duo. This seaweed-powered duo features two of Osea's best sellers, Andaria Algae Body Oil and Andaria Collagen Body Lotion. Glow from the inside out. Get 10% off your first order with code GLOW at OseaMalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu.com, code GLOW. Oh, I would love that. Please, Molly, our editor. (laughs) 
<laughs> well, Claire, thank you so much for joining us today and oh. helping us get to the bottom of of the Patty Hearst kidnapping case. How interesting. Truly my honor. In the aftermath, Patty was initially held in custody for a few weeks, and it was originally thought that her family's connections would keep her out of prison. During this time, she began to deny her SLA allegiance, and her defense lawyer claimed involuntary intoxication, a.k.a. that the SLA had drugged Patty and affected her judgments. She began trial on January 15, 1976, for the bank robberies and firearm felonies. Her defense? Brainwashing and fearing for her life. The judge ruled that her actions during the bank robbery and her time as a fugitive were voluntary, and the jury found her guilty on both counts of robbery and firearm use. She was sentenced to 35 years with a pending reduction at the final sentencing hearing. At that hearing, her time was reduced to seven years in prison. In her second case involving the store shootout in Los Angeles, she pleaded no contest and received probation. President Carter commuted Patty's sentence after 21 months in February 1979. Visit our website and let us know who you think is to blame at www.thealarmistpodcast.com and follow us on Instagram at The Alarmist Podcast and on Twitter at Alarmist The. You can also send us your thoughts via email to thealarmistpodcast at gmail.com. Today's episode was produced and engineered by Clayton Early and editing by Molly Hockey. Thank you to our associate producer and researcher, Crystal Dinsberg. The Alarmist is executive produced by Rebecca Delgado-Smith and the Erios Network. Tune in next week. We'll be discussing the Galveston hurricane of the year 1900. Powered by ACAST.